This is episode 127 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm here to talk to you today about how you can choose to be hopeful, how you can choose to be a hopeful parent, and how you can choose to have more hope in your life. Yes, this is a choice. And if you want to read more about this, I wrote an entire blog about it. You go over to thefocusedmindset.com. Click on the blog page and you will see that I wrote a blog called Choosing Hope using the GPS Life format. Now, the GPS Life system is going to be something you hear a lot about because it's the solution focused steps that I'm going to teach you guys to help you have the most solid and firm foundation to have a solution focused mindset that'll walk with you everywhere you go. I can't wait to tell you more about that, but for now, let's get into this episode about how you can choose hope. Welcome to Parenting with a Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to the Focused Mindset Podcast. In our parenting edition, we talk about how you can be your very best self not only with your kids, but with those you love, with yourself when you're alone. How can you bring the best version of yourself into each and every situation in your life? Today, we're going to discuss one of my favorite subjects, the subject of hope. And recently, I completed a blog. I'm going to have a few more on this subject, on the subject of hope, because hope is so important for us to grow in our life, for us to nurture the hope in our life, recognize when we're lacking hope, and find pathways that'll help us build a higher level of hope in our life. The most recent um, blog that I wrote is called Choose Hope and GPS Your Life. And I'm going to talk about that with you because I believe that you can choose to have hope. I believe that hope is something that we learn to cultivate in our life. It's not something we're born with. Yes, some people may have a more resilient outlook, a more optimistic outlook, but hope is something that we learn throughout our childhood into our adult life and how we use it is completely up to us. So we're going to talk about that subject. And I'm going to answer a question that came my way about how hope really is lined up with the solution-focused practice. So first, if you guys haven't, feel free to subscribe to this channel. Make sure that you follow this uh, this podcast, whether you're watching, whether you're listening. I am so happy to have you. 
You can get solution-focused information each and every week by listening to this show, by watching the things that I put out on Share the Focused Mindset um, YouTube. Let's let's do this journey together. Life can be uh, full of twists and turns and things that we do not expect. But when we focus in on the things that we really want to think about in our life, then we just don't let our mind wander all over the place. Today, we're going to focus in on hope. I remember it wasn't so long ago that I walked into the office at my school And I noticed a mother standing there, Maria. She uh, is a mother of one of the students that I had seen for that entire school year. And I was saying, hi, how are you? And I could tell right away by the look on her face, she wasn't there by choice. She was there because she was asked to come in. And right away, she told me, I'm here because I'm picking up my son and he just got himself in trouble again. And I said, tell me a little bit about it. And she said, I am just so tired of him getting in trouble and I don't know what to do about it. She said, if he keeps doing this, I don't know what's going to become of him. I'm worried that I'm going to lose him altogether. And I could tell that this is a fear that she had been holding onto for a while. This is something that was eating at her. I can see it all over her face. When a parent uh, like you and like me are gripped with fear, we all know what that feels like. All of a sudden, we're caught up in the, what if this happens that's bad? What if this happens that's wrong? What if my child never learns this lesson? And then you pile on the frustration that comes when we need to deal with the negative things that are going to happen from time to time when we're raising kids. It can be very overwhelming. It can be draining. And I felt this from Maria. So I just paused altogether and I asked her, I said, When you think about your son, what are the things that you most hope for his future? What are the things that you really dream about and think about for his future? And she was taken back and she just said, well, I don't know. I've never been asked that question. And so I waited. And then I asked again, what are the things that you are most hopeful that you'd like to happen in his future? And pretty soon she sat back. And she looked off into the distance as if she was really dreaming about this. And she said, I hope that we are able to be close. And I hope that he's able to be a good man in this world. I told her this is a beautiful picture of what you and your family and your son can be like in the future. This is a wonderful picture. What do you think needs to happen to get you closer to that goal? I don't know if she had ever put the correlation together that she had just stated a goal that she has in her life. I think with all the anger and frustration and no one putting that together, she hadn't got a chance to sit down and think about that. But her mind has been wanting to help her son for quite some time, which is why I was the one that was speaking with her child. And so she sat back and she started thinking and she said, well, I think that we probably need some help. She said, I think we need to spend more time together and maybe we even need to go count to counseling for ourselves." And right at that moment, I noticed her whole body relax. I saw her begin to feel that hope that comes from thinking about a brighter future. And she told me, I've been thinking about doing this type of thing and I've just haven't pulled the trigger. Life gets busy. 
life gets complicated, but I do want my child to have the very best chance of succeeding. I could see a difference in Maria from the time when I spoke to her and she was frustrated and scared to the time when she opened up her mind to the possibility of hope. It doesn't matter what needs to be changed in your family. It doesn't matter what needs to be changed about your life. Hope is going to be the key of how you can envision the future and then feel empowered to move towards it. Hope is essentially, my personal definition of hope is that it's believing that a brighter future is possible and knowing that you can take action to get there. Sometimes that action is just in our thought process. And we're going to talk about that in a future episode of how our thoughts can begin to be filled with more hope. And sometimes it's just the very next thing that we need to do for our family, for ourselves, for our Uh, for the vision to be able to be a little bit closer than it was just a little while ago. Whatever it is, hope is so powerful. Hope is more powerful than even motivation. It's powerful because it gives someone the ability to actually believe that they can achieve. They actually believe in that moment that a brighter future is possible because hope is present. Now, moving from being motivated to being hopeful is an entire whole podcast. I talked about it in um, episode 116. Hope is more powerful than motivation. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, but if you want to hear a deep dive into that, jump back into uh, the past episodes and listen to 116. I also talked a lot about hope on episode 123 and 124. So you can hop back and really learn about this subject. And like I said, there's going to be more to come. But just briefly, let's talk about what is the difference between hope and motivation. Some people think that hope and motivation are pretty much the same thing. But if you've been to, say, uh, um, a retreat, a conference, uh, when you're a child, maybe you went to camp at some point, have you ever been to an event and you feel this rush of motivation? But when you get home, things seem to go flat. You don't seem to follow through. Uh, Weeks go by and you're like, where's the action behind it? Well, you were motivated, but you didn't take the next step of really believing and having the hope that you need in order to move forward. Now, hope is not just a wish. I'm, I'm obviously not talking about the type of hope when you say, oh, I hope it rains tomorrow or I hope I have a good day. Those are more like wishes. And, uh, and that, th- you know, we all kind of like use hope in that manner sometimes, but that's not what real hope inside our heart feels like, right? Well, you, you know the difference. You know when you feel like something better can happen, something bigger can happen. I believe in this. That's when hope is being instilled within you. Now, those mountaintop experiences, as they're told, when we're full of motivation, it has its place. It's important, but it's not going to take us the extra mile when things get tough. It's hope that does that. But many people wonder, well, 
okay, I feel motivated. How do I move from that place of motivation? Even as a parent, you sometimes you're, you could feel like, oh yes, my child's going to do well. And then maybe you watch them fail in an area and all this fear creeps back in. And before you know it, you just don't do the things that you follow through with. And so you wonder, how can I move to a place where I am hopeful? Well, just like we did with Maria, it's a matter of asking questions to yourself, asking different types of questions rather than listening to the voice of fear. Listen to the voice that's within you that's hopeful. It's there, it's hiding, but you have the power to bring it out and it's your choice. You can choose fear or you can choose hope. The next time you feel a little motivating pull in a direction that you know you should go, a hopeful place, then pause right there and ask yourself, in my version of my best future, my most hopeful future, what does that look like? Begin to write it down, journal about it. Ask yourself, what else, what else? And get a very clear picture of what that looks like for you. What does success look like for you? What is your best hopes? You see, with solution-focused brief therapy and with solution-focused mindset, the very foundation of it, it, it kind of all wraps up around what is your best hopes. You want to take a person from doing what we naturally do and think about our problems to saying, wait a minute, if that problem wasn't as much of a problem anymore, what would that look like? What is my hope of what it could be? Sometimes uh, that's why that person came to me and said, hey, can you please talk a little bit about how this is all related? Well, I think sometimes when me, when I'm working in the place that I do, being a solution-focused specialist, I automatically assume that you guys all can put that together. So I I do apologize if you're also out there thinking, wow, you talk a lot about hope. How is that lined up with solution-focused? Well, that's how it is, is to very, the very first step in being someone with a solution-focused mindset, the very first step in helping your child or another individual do the same is to help them find out what their hope is in their life. Many times it is uh, worded as what is your best hope, but it can be just what are the things you're hopeful for? What are the things that you envision in your life? What are the things you hope to accomplish? These are all the things that expand our mind and What we finally realize is that by answering a question like that, we can begin to see a pathway because the mind is amazing. Our mind is a tool and it is going to look for pathways of success if we let it. But if we are constantly thinking about the problems, how in the world is it going to see a pathway to success? So the very next question, the same one I asked Maria is, what do you think needs to happen? to reach that goal, to begin to look at that best hope as a goal. If you, uh, for instance, are hoping that your child will be able to make new friends, maybe they have a circle of friends that you feel like is just unhelpful to them. So if that is uh, a goal for you, 
What do you need to do to help that happen? Do you need to put them in different activities with different people? Do you need to establish a, a play uh, a, a play date with the neighborhood friends that you respect and that you uh, that maybe they haven't had an opportunity to be around or get to know? There are things that need to happen that there are the next steps. And when you ask yourself that question, then the only thing that's left is for you to take action on it. The only thing that's left is you to say, okay, I see a hopeful future. I see what my hope is. These are some things I know that it, that I need to do to get there. And then you take that step forward. You allow yourself to do that. I have had many situations during my years of being a solution-focused practitioner that I've learned about how goals are simply the realization of the future that you're hoping for. I mean, think about it. Many times, solution-focused say, well, we're not a goal-oriented type of therapy. And that's true. But in a sense, isn't that exactly what we're doing when we are deciding what our goals will be is we're saying, where do we want to go and how are we going to get there? Absolutely. So a solution-focused way of looking at goals is that it's simply the realization of the future that you are hoping for. When you accomplish your goals, you feel successful, but um, success looks different for everyone. I mean, sometimes you might conjure up what somebody means by success. But being successful looks different to everyone. And it's so important that when you're talking to your kids, for example, that you find out what their version of success is. You don't want to accidentally put your expectations of success onto them. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we make as adults is we have an expectation and we want to put it on our children and put it on other people and, you know, slam it down their throat. And it's completely unhelpful. But what is helpful is when we find out what that other person hopes for and then help them move towards that. You see, success uh, to your child might be that they're able to uh, <laughs> accomplish a goal in a video game or they're able to have more time with friends or, you know, who knows? And then success for you might be, oh, they need to be prepared to be able to get good grades or to succeed in their sport. There's some things that are going to overlap, but for the most part, sometimes you need to stop and get on the same page with your child and find out what success is to them. Even for yourself, get in touch with what success means to you. Again, I lean a lot on journaling, but journal about it. Just start getting all of your thoughts out. What does it look like for me to be successful? And then different categories of your life. What does it look like to be successful at work? What does it look like in my role as, I don't know, a manager or employee? What does success look like in my role in my relationships, my romantic relationships, my uh, family, with my children, with my friends? What does success look like? And what does success look like? with my finances? What, is, what do I feel like that's going to be and what steps can I take to get there? You can take any category of your life and you can decide what success looks like. And it's going to be different for everyone and that's okay. So I think that the whole key of making sure that we're not just living motivation, motivational speech to motivational speech, that we're really able to then say, what do I hope for is First of all, to ask yourself the right questions, uh, 
And then to be very real with yourself to say, what does success actually look like? Is it someone else's version of success that I've been chasing after? If so, how can I rearrange that to be what feels right to me, what I actually want for my life? And then what steps can I take forward to do that? Because hope requires, uh, it kind of asks for action within you. It's, it, it requires a step forward as well, because you believe you have the ability to choose it. And once we choose it, it's inevitable that we're going to want to take action. Your child's going to do the same. If you unlock hope in them, all of a sudden they're going to begin to come up with ways that they can begin to accomplish whatever goal that you guys have come up with. Let's talk a little bit more about how we can really bring hope into our life in a way that's productive. Uh, I think that most parents have motivation. The way I look at it is that if you are a parent that cares about your child's future, chances are you're already motivated. You're motivated to see them grow up in the very best way that they can. The question I have for you is what are you motivated by? Are you motivated by the fear of something going wrong or are you motivated from a place of hope? This is when we need to get really real with ourselves. We need to question where our motives are because we can do a lot of good things, but our motive is trying to have something not happen. I don't want my child to fail. I don't want them to be left out. I don't want them to fall behind. I don't want them to miss out on an opportunity. Uh, You can go on and on and on. All of those type of reactions are reactions instead of being proactive. And in fact, they come from a place of being fearful that something could go wrong. Now you could say, hey, I've had a lot of success with that. But it makes you wonder if you were able to ask yourself the type of solution-focused, hope-filled questions that will move you from being motivated from a place of fear to motivated for motivating uh, yourself with, from a place of hope, what difference would that make? A parent that is being motivated from a place of hope, they ask themselves different types of questions. They ask themselves questions like, what would happen when my child succeeds? What is the very best version of my child? What can I do to help them know that I believe in them today? What difference will it make when my child succeeds? It comes from a place of already knowing and believing that your child has what it takes to succeed. You need to be able to do that with yourself too. You need to have a knowing and believing that things can and will work out towards you being your best self, towards a bright future, towards uh, the place that you hope to be. With that in mind, you're going to shy away from those things of saying, oh, what if this happens? What that happens? And then ask, well, what if it, what if the things I'm hoping for does happen? What difference is that going to make for me? Now, just think right now of a scenario in your mind of uh, something that you're hopeful for, something that you want to achieve. And Feel how differently it feels in your body when, first of all, you fi- think about if it could go if it goes wrong. Think about, oh, if this goes wrong, how does that feel? It feels so tight. And even right now in my chest, I feel a tightness even just saying that. Now, think, 
what happens if this all ends up right and exactly what I hope for? That kind of gives us an excited feeling like, wow, that, what if that happens? What difference would it make? You see, you want to feel that. You want to help your child feel that. It's important that you allow yourself to feel that way so you can inspire your child to do the very same thing. But it takes us making a choice. It takes us saying, I want to be a hopeful parent. I want to choose to be a hopeful parent. Will you choose to be a hopeful parent? Will you commit to being a hopeful parent? This is something that you can decide today. You can commit to within your life with the hope of knowing that it will make such a big difference, not only in your life, but the life of your family. If so, you're choosing something that you're going to need to continuously choose again and again and again. I choose to be a hopeful parent. I choose to believe in the things that maybe I don't even yet see or know. I will choose to believe in those things because I'm a hopeful parent. Why will you need to do that over and over again? Because fear is going to want to creep up. Fear is going to want to attack you. It's not just going to leave you alone. You're going to have those thoughts. Oh, this could go wrong. Oh, that could go wrong. Your job is going to be to take that thought captive, to to notice it and say, "Mm, not today. And take that fearful thought and just push it away from you and say, wait a minute, I am a hopeful parent. And being a hopeful parent, I am going to choose to think and then think that hopeful thought that you know that you need to think. Now, when you journal, you can write down your high quality thoughts that you want to think about each and every circumstance that makes you feel a little anxious and worried because then you are ready. You're ready with a different thought that you're going to think instead. You know, if you just sit around going, well, I'm not going to be fearful anymore. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. What does our mind do? Our mind thinks about the fear. But if we say, what am I going to think instead? That is a powerful way for you to move into being a parent that is hopeful, a hopeful parent. You will never regret that decision. You will always know that because I'm a hopeful parent, now my child knows that I have their back. Not once, not twice, not because I think that they might flop on their face and I'm going to bring up all of those negatives. They know no matter how many mistakes, they have my back. No matter how many blunders I might have or or twists I take in the road, my parent believes in me. That's the big difference in hope, isn't it? The difference is, is that you choose to believe in your child against all odds. No matter what, you choose to believe in them. You will know that my child will come to me. I mean, if your child has a choice uh, when the world hits them and uh, the ups and downs of life and they begin to have their own fears creep up, who are they going to go to? You certainly don't want them just to have conversations with their own thoughts. You want them to feel comfortable coming to you. And when they do, you want them to walk away with a higher level of hope. If you want that to be that parent, you're like, yeah, of course I want to build hope up in my child. Then you start by being hopeful with your own dreams and then hopeful in them, hopeful in the best version that, that they, the best 
picture of them that you could ever picture them being when they grow up, you believe in it each and every day, no matter where they are at this current moment in their life. I've seen the power in this time and time again. I've seen how children begin to change their attitude towards their parents. They go from saying, oh, my mom doesn't even understand me. My father doesn't even like talking to me to, you know, I think they, they, they understand me and they want the best for me. That comes when a parent makes the choice to be hopeful in each and every given situation. So how can you build more hope in your life? Is there a simple formula? Yes, there is. I believe that a solution-focused mindset being practiced day in and day out is the very best way for us to be hopeful parents, for us to be hopeful human beings. This same practice that I'm going to share right now works for your workplace. If you feel like you are dragged down when you go to work and you have absolutely no hope, maybe it's your mindset that needs to shift. How in the world can you do that though? I, you can do that by doing what I call, uh, by having what I call a GPS life, being able to GPS your life. Now, those of you that have already picked up my journals, I have uh, a few more coming out in July and August that are solution-focused and inspires you and encourages you to be able to write, free write as much as you can using the GPS life system. What is the GPS life system? Well, if you've ever looked up uh, on your phone how to get somewhere, you know the power of what a GPS will do for you in that situation. It helps you get where you want to go, right? Well, when you GPS your life, you're designing where you want to go. And the acronym is this. G stands for gather. Gather the information and the thoughts that you have about something without any judgment. Gather. And when you do, include your best hopes. This is when you want to ask yourself, what does a hopeful future look like for me? What does my best hopes really look like if they were uh, completely accomplished? And you gather all of those thoughts. What else? What else? What else? Writing them down helps. Thinking about them as you're driving helps. Use your phone and voice note whenever you come up with an amazing vision of your future. Gather all of those thoughts. Don't let them just fly right out of your mind. When you see a quality in your child that you're like, ah, that's an amazing quality that they have. You keep that in your mind. You gather that as something that gives you energy that you're going to put towards being your hopeful self. Then P stands for plan. And you plan with purpose because you have gathered all of your hopeful thoughts and you know what your best hopes are. You plan with purpose. What can you do to get closer to that best version of yourself? What can you do do to get closer to your best hopes? That's your plan. That's your goal. That's your ability to choose the very next steps that you're going to do to get you closer. It could be something so very, very small. It might be something that you're going to do less of. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to uh, stop complaining and I'm going to instead say things that are positive. 
that is going to get me closer to being a parent that can be proactive and positive and not so negative because I want my child to see that version of me. You see, it all works together. If the vision that I have of my best self is to be a motivating parent that is uh, is looking towards a bright future, all right, then I will then say, what can I do today to get there? And this scenario could be as simple as keep my mouth shut if I have something negative to say. It's something different for you and you know in your heart what it is. Sometimes it's talking less and listening more. Sometimes it's talking more and saying the things that are on your heart and and practicing boldness. Whatever it is, the planning stage. First, we gather our thoughts without judgment. Then we plan for what we're going to do next. And what does the S stand for? That stands for soar. After you've done this, you're ready to soar forward. You don't just tiptoe forward or tip your toe in the water. No, you're going to soar like you have wings straight forward on the path exactly where you would like to go. Now, there are times when you're soaring forward and you realize, wait a minute, I need to adjust things. Well, that's why we repeat this over and over again. Once you get, you're moving forward, right? Then you say, oh, I'm gathering some more information about this. I'm gathering a little bit more input. Now I'm going to step back and make another plan. It might be that your um, significant other comes to you and says, oh, wait a minute, I'm feeling really weird about this, you know, direction you're going or the way that you spoke to somebody or, you know, if you value their opinion, you'll stop, you'll gather your information about that, you'll adjust your plan, and then you soar forward again. This is a process we can do over and over again. It's solution-focused. Gather is simply the very first step of what uh, we go through to have a solution-focused mindset, isn't it? It's what is your best hope? Let's gather all the information about this. Plan is simply that next step of saying, if this was of truth in your life, what would need to happen to get there? And then what is something you can do right now to get closer to that? That's the third step. That's when you soar. So you can build a solution-focused, hope-filled life simply by having a GPS. Uh, GPS your life is what I call it. You got to GPS your own life. You, uh, you can do that when you're ready to go somewhere. Well, why not do that about where you're going in your life? When I think about Maria, I think about how that conversation seemed to completely change the direction that she was headed. After our conversation, she began to take action for this goal. And she started having breakfast with her son every morning. She took the extra time to just eat breakfast with him. And it wasn't too long after that, that they started going to counseling together. And I can tell you, her son didn't have to go home another day because of bad behavior. In fact, in my conversations with him as a client, he felt more connected to his mother than he ever had. She was accomplishing that goal, that, that vision that she has of them being closer and him learning what it's, what it means to be a man in this world. She's taking steps for that to happen and it's making a huge difference. This can happen for you too. 
You do not have to allow your thoughts to swirl. You can stop them where they're at and say, what action do I need to take right now to move closer to where I want to be, to be able to continue to have this hope grow within me. It begins to like build your, uh, build you up in such a way where you just are more hopeful than you ever have imagined each and every day. This is something that can happen. Now, I am going to talk uh, in a couple of weeks about a hopeful mindset and how we can even sometimes hope, um, have a hopeful mindset, even in situations that we feel like we can't change. Uh, I believe that our mindset is it helps us know exactly how to approach a situation. It is true that when we're in the middle of a crisis, when we're in the middle of a hardship, um, you're not in a space where you can set goals. You're not in a space where you can even see uh, a ray of sunshine. You're just not there. It's okay to own that and know that the hardship I'm going through right now, recognize it. It's robbing me of my hope. It's making it so I can't take those next hopeful steps. So in a couple weeks, we're going to talk about, um, maybe next week, I haven't decided, (laughs) we're going to talk about what can we do to help our mindset believe that there is hope on the other side of all of the clouds and all of the dreariness to know that the sun is beyond the clouds. We're going to talk about that. But as we wrap up today, I'm just wondering, what is it that pops into your mind that you're hopeful for, for your future? What is something that you hope to accomplish? Maybe something that you've tucked away in your mind that you haven't talked about. What's something that you know that your child can accomplish, but you've been so wrapped up with getting them in trouble for the things they do wrong that you haven't had that conversation with them, that conversation of success? and hope and belief in them. I want to encourage you to have that conversation, both with yourself and with your loved ones this week. Don't let another minute go by without choosing hope, choosing the actions that help other people feel hope within them as well. I know that you will remember as you go when you feel that little boost of motivation. I mean, I know I've scrolled on my phone and I see a motivational speech. You know, Oprah has something and you're like, oh, that's so great. And we want to be really careful of focusing in on just watching things that make us feel good and forgetting that it takes us internalizing it and then us taking action to really make a difference in our life. So that's why I'm asking you, what are you going to take action on? What are you going to soar towards today? Well, you can do that with my journals if you'd like. If you feel like you need to journal about this and you need to really be encouraged to use this GPS system, you can hop over to Amazon, look up my name, C-H-E-R-K-R-E-T-Z, Cher Kretz, and you'll see my solution-focused journals. You will see the, um, the, one, the preview of the ones that are coming and the ones that are already available to you. And in each and every one of them, oh my goodness, I'm going to disappear for a minute to show you. I have. I'm back. Uh, a copy of them here. One of them looks like this. 
All right. And one of them is a blue copy that looks something like this. Both of these are going to have pages that remind you of how to use this format in your life. How can you keep yourself focused on that circle of gathering the information without judgment, plan and soar? You can do that by having a journaling book that you're keeping track of this, that you're holding your own self accountable. So you can hop over to Amazon and do that. You can also look in the show notes and I'll have a link for that. And I would absolutely love for you to join my email community. That's the place where I uh, shoot out some a hopeful thought, my thoughts of the day, my thoughts of the week, my thoughts of the month, to be able to help you to be inspired to be your very best self. If you'd like to do that, um, jump over to thefocusedmindset.com. And at the very top, you'll see join the email community. And I would love to have you also at the bottom of the homepage. There's also uh, a place where you can jump on into that community. It's absolutely free. And we can always walk through this journey with, with the peace of knowing that we're in this together. It's not always easy. It's not so simple that we just uh, walk along and succeed. It takes a conscious and concerted effort to be the people that we really, really know in our heart that we want to be. But it's not so hard when we do it together. So jump over to thefocusedmindset.com and join me there. If you're interested in coaching, there's information there on that as well. And um, and we're going to move about this day. It's beautiful and sunny at my house. I'm, at, I'm in Southern California, so I could probably say that about most days. Um, but go out there, no matter what the weather is at your place and enjoy your life and make this day amazing. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.